0: Welcome back to another episode of the Strip Street Podcast. I'm Ed Rudisell, and today we are sitting here with Anaïs Brisson from Cognac Park. And this is our first Cognac episode, so welcome. You're the ambassador to the entire region.
1: Yes, it is. Good morning, Ed.
0: Yeah, so um, we've met a couple of times before. Last time you were in town, we uh, had a few drinks at the Inferno Room, which is typically where we record, and also not usually this early in the morning. This is definitely the earliest I think I've ever heard. had a, had a glass of cognac in front of
1: me. <laughs> uh, maybe not for me. No, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh,
0: That's your job. Come on. You got to do some tasting in the mornings. Yes. Um, you know, let's, I, I want to cover a lot as much as we can anyhow, but before I have to let you go today, because we haven't really dove that deeply into cognac before. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about yourself, because you are from the region. So where exactly
1: are you from? So I'm from uh, Cognac, um, actually from a small uh, village, mm-hmm. can we say, called Anjac Charente, uh, part of the Petit Champagne uh, terroir in Cognac. Um, my family is actually um, producer of Cognac from almost five generation. My wow. dad. So yeah, kind of like back back. <laughs> uh, in a days, it is a bouillard de cru. I don't know if you heard this uh, terminology before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bouillard de cru means that you on your vineyard, but okay. you also distill your oh. own production. Okay. Uh, but you don't basically uh, sell your own label. Gotcha. OK. Well,
0: that's very cool. So you grew up with it, then. Yes, I did. <laughs> so were you in the business? Were you helping the family out from like a very, very, very young age?
1: Yes, my first summer job. I was actually working for my dad. I was like maybe 13 or 14 uh, doing it's called the uh, rollevage in summer. So mm-hmm. It's kind of like the wire lifting.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you had
1: done <laughs> this job before, uh, but it was yeah, but was one of my first jobs.
0: This is why the French are so far ahead of us as, as Americans. You guys get to have the cool jobs at thirteen. I had to work at McDonald's. It's uh, not fair. Uh, but I mean, the, the, the funny <laughs> yeah.
1: story is I started a job uh, working for my dad, and I had my friends, you know, also working for my dad. At the end of the season, I mean, the summer season, everybody gets a paycheck except my dad was saying, uh, You are my daughter. You are not going to get any paycheck. I pay you a scooter <laughs> or I pay for your school, your vacation, so you don't get a paycheck. <laughs>
0: okay, that's true. I hadn't thought about that part, right? So working yeah. for
1: your dad is good <laughs> Some, somehow.
0: Educationally, though, it got you to a pretty cool spot. So, I mean, how did you get, is that how you, was that the direct path, I guess, to the business? yourself did you stay in it or was there a period where you kind of left and then got back into um, the cognac business
1: I kind of like stay uh, yeah. yeah in it I mean it was sending a work for my dad as a teenager my first job um, I was like 18 I worked for Martel as a tourist guide mm-hmm. uh, really? <laughs> yes that's interesting <laughs> so you know actually also speaking Spanish it was English French and Spanish there uh, for three months and after working for over uh, Larger uh, cognac uh, firm for marketing, and uh, start really working for Cognac Park uh, as my first official job about seven years ago.
0: That's really interesting because holding all of those different positions, I always think, d- really gives you um, kind of the power to be able to speak to all parts of the process. So when you were out talking with people like me or consumer level, even you know, you've you've literally. <laughs> help to do it with your dad, all the way up to marketing, tour guides, all that. So it's we really appreciate that, because it does give you that authority to speak to things that you just didn't learn from your employer. You actually did those things. (laughs) Um, So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we should probably explain to our listeners that aren't familiar exactly what cognac is. um, Because a lot of people hear it, and I think Especially Americans make it more difficult than it is. You know, in our heads, it just—it's like when you hear Bordeaux, you're like, I don't know. That's just—I have to remember too many grapes. I have to remember all these things. I don't want to learn about it. What's the easy thing? Oh, wait, brandy. I understand that. And then we haven't—you know—a lot of the information gets lost just because of the intimidation factor. Yeah. So where do we start? Like, what what is cognac?
1: Well let's start that cognac it's a brandy. Bing bing bing. There <laughs> we go. <Yeah. laughs> I knew you knew that. <laughs> I think that's like the easiest uh, first uh, point to say, uh because I mean cognac is made out of grape. Uh so it's a fruit grape spirit. Um but for cognac needs to be uh produced from the base spirit, so the wine. Um the bottling in the specific region. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the region of cognac it's southwest of France. So mm-hmm. we're between the Loire region, Loire Valley, and Bordeaux. So really south west of um, France. And so to make basically cognac, um, we're using wine, fermenting the wine, and distill twice. Have to be distilled twice. And age in oak for at least two years to actually get the designation cognac on the label. So if it's under two years, it cannot be called no, cognac. it's not cognac exactly.
0: As, speaking to the regulations, so is there are there regulations as well? Because we've talked yeah. about grower cognac on the show. We've talked about um, kind of some of the bigger houses as well. And what are the differences kind of between that? You, I guess you kind of alluded to it a little bit with your father.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is so there is uh, different. I mean, there is a winemaker, a uh, viticulteur, who only have their own vineyard. They don't have any steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so that's one um, one part. There is the so viticulteur. There is so the winemaker. There is distiller. People only distill. So they buy from the wine winegoers, distill, mm-hmm. and but only distill. So they're just called distiller. And after uh, sell, they or the V to larger houses, negotiation houses. Some people do they own their with distill called bouillard de cru, but they don't own their own label. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some do the whole process from, you know, have their own vineyard distilling and also blending and creating an inch have their own label. Right. Uh, and some people just, as negociant, just, you know, buy um, the eau de vie uh, directly to goers or to distiller. Right. So there is, I mean, I want to say different... Um, Jobs uh, in, in the Cognac region. Certainly, and
0: I think that's one of the things that kind of um, I, a lot of people don't recognize that happens um, as, as far as like not everybody grows their own fruit or um, even does their own distillation, and that, that that perhaps is seen as negative. And I don't, it's, a, it's funny because the people that think of that as a negative connotation don't think about the whiskey they drink that's in the exact same thing yeah. happening or the rum they make in, in a lot of cases as well. And so, um, I Again, it's I think because we hear the word Nicolasin, which is not obviously something that we typically use in, in terminology in the U.S. when mm-hmm. we're talking about distillation. Um, additionally, there are you talked about the regions within, yep. so you have you have the region, right? So we so have the,
1: exactly. We have the region uh, divided in six subregion, mm-hmm. uh, so different type of soil, cru, terroir. That's how we call them, CRU, C-R-U mm-hmm. uh, in the region of Cognac, so different type of soil. Uh, to make Cognac, there is, uh, if I remember correctly, six uh, grapes a load. Wow, uh, okay, there's six. So there are actually six uh, listed by the um, uh, BNIC, uh, the Cognac Appellation. So the main grape is Uniblanc, used at 98% right. by Ogres, um since Phylloxera. Uh, we see a lot of... I mean, 2% are like Folle Blanche and Colombard. So Colombard, uh, Folle Blanche, excuse me, was used more uh, uh, pre Uh And there is other grapes as Semillon, Folignon, and Montil as well. Wow. Uh, so less known, but they are legally uh, authorized uh, by the region to make cognac. But those grapes don't have the best yields. So That's what uniblanc mm. really became the best, uh, I mean V grape for m- most of every course because of the yield. As we're distilling the wine, you are not, you know, only uh, drinking wine. Certainly. Um, so we got a good yield and also good grape resistance. Um, that's
0: interesting. That you, I mean, again, we keep circling back to the grapes, but you know, it's you know, um, put the good put it, good uh, good input in. <clears throat> excuse me. What you get in is what you get out. So, when you're starting with that best fruit, you're going to get it with a better product in the end after distillation. And Oigny Blanc is, for me, that's what I associate with cognac because I, I honestly, I'm shocked. I didn't realize there were six other grapes. Yeah, I, mean, the, I haven't no, done no, my homework.
1: I mean, no one really, you know, heard of them. Uh, right. You see them sometimes in some uh, Pinot blend or just mm-hmm. more in Pinot, I want to say, in like, just like uh, wine. There is some wine table drinking in, in the whole region of cognac. It mm-hmm. takes I think it's covered five percent of the 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 wine uh, production go to actually just wine, and ninety five percent go to cognac. Wow. Uh, but in the five percent, you have some of them are uh, uniblanc uh, Montil, for example, or semillon. So you are uh, definitely uh,
0: cognac drinkers in the yeah. area. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, and we see that in one of the uh, first expression of cognac mm-hmm. park. We get some uh, a little bit of of Montiel. So, t-
0: t- speaking of Cognac Park, um, a little bit of a history about the company, um, when it started, and because it's it's been around for quite a while, and makes some of the most beautiful expressions. Um, it was one of my first entrees into like fine cognac. Um, gosh, probably probably from the gentleman that brought you here today, Damien. Yeah, but um, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you could like kind of give us a little bit of a rundown of the company and and what it is that you do at Cognac Park.
1: Yep. Um, so. First, I mean, how I met the owner of, um, of Cognac Park, the Tessandier family. Uh, I mean, we know each other for a long time. Um, actually, I, I used to live next to uh, them. So I actually grew up next to the owner of Cognac Park, Jérôme Tessandier. So he you know me since so I'm like 10 years old, more or less. Um, so so he
0: doesn't get along with your dad anymore.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, my like, dad kind of, kind of jealous. kind of like, kind of like know me more <laughs> but like your dad. But uh, I mean, this how was the first I got introduced to them um, at the beginning. Um, but the family uh, really, I mean, dates back since 1880. So mm-hmm. the, the family is called Tessandier. That's the last name. Mm-hmm. Um, the company nowadays is called Distillerie Tessandier and fils. Fils means sons, because the owners of the Tessandier family is now run by two brothers. So they are called Jérôme and Lilian, who are the fourth generation of the Tessandier family. Uh, so Maison Tessandier started in uh, 1880, and the first generation um, of the Thessandier, his first name was Gaston Thessandier, uh, bought his first vineyard in uh, the terroir of Borderie, which is one of the six uh, sub-regions in mm-hmm. Cognac. So it's actually where the family estate is still located today, in in Borderie, in a small village close to Javrosac. So
0: what are, I guess, so we can clarify real quick before we continue yeah, on. What are the six sub-regions that we've got inside cognac?
1: So let's start. So I would say the most known uh, people heard of is Grand Champagne, mm-hmm. Grand Champagne um, Petit Champagne, uh, more composed of chalk, uh, chalky soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard to pronounce, <laughs> <so> you, <may laughs> you to understand. understand. Uh, Borderie, the third, ter- uh, third uh, terroir, fin bois, bon bois, and bois ordinaire. So kind of like starting from the heart of the region, going toward uh, the, the coast.
0: Yeah, your borderie was the the one that, yeah. that turned me on immediately. To like, oh, I've been drinking yeah. cognac wrong for years. Yeah, that's been a number of years ago, it's it's a beautiful product. So. Um, you've got you got introduced to the family because you were young, but you've. Uh, in what capacity did you start with the company? Because you've been there for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, I started as kind of like an intern, actually. For, mm, really? Uh, yes, in the U.S. Uh, for the first. Was this year. after
0: the Martell tour guiding? No, or? it was. I mean, it was.
1: <laughs> I mean, I went to school for for five years. Um, I worked for them actually as as my first uh, internship in Olen to work with an importer in Netherlands for oh. the first time. So, wow. actually, my first job with them was in the uh, Netherlands. Oh, wow, that's interesting. So, for, yeah, for working in this market and after moved to the US uh, since 2000, summer 2012. So, it's kind of like almost my eighth year.
0: Gosh, yeah. So, yeah it's been a long <laughs> good. Yeah, time yes, goes fly. I know. I know
1: I'm like, oh. But, no, no. So, yeah, quite a long time I got introduced to the line of product, uh, to, I mean, the people who make this amazing uh, brand of cognac.
0: I think again, and I don't want to belabor the point you know, because of the cognac regulations. Get that's where people get caught up and they get confused. They see, you know, age statements on the bottles that you know aren't in English and or what we're used to using. Americans are just so lazy about learning about wine labels. Is really what it comes down to, you know. And I get it; it's confusing. And you know, I always liken it to going to a casino mm. and trying to learn to play craps. And if you and trying to watch everybody play and figure the game out, Either you're not going to figure out the game by watching 15 people play craps because everybody's doing something different. Yeah. You know, so like you can't just watch the wine world at, at a whole. You kind of have to drill down and figure out what do they do in Bordeaux, what do they do here, and same with spirits. You know, what do they do in in cognac? What do they do mm. versus you know California? And so, one of the things that I'm curious about uh, regulation-wise is are there restrictions on wood or in finishing in different types of wood? Because you have um, a boiterie that is finished in Japanese wood. Um, And I'm really curious about that, because I haven't had it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, can you speak a little bit about that? Are there like certain amounts of time that it has to spend in a very specific kind of wood? Or is it a free for all?
1: (laughs) So I mean, today's regulation is kind of like changing quickly. Sure. Um, I mean, so at this time right now I'm speaking, were allowed to do a finish okay. um, in in the over oak that French, I mean, that like oak, mm-hmm. that French oak. Um, thing might change. So I'm hoping sure. you say this way. Um, but uh, I mean, it's right now, cognac have to be in French oak for two years and you can do a finish. Okay. So there it's we why, go. where we are. So two years uh,
0: minimum in and, yes. and Limousine Oak. And but if you
1: don't do, you, do your first two years, you just call it an eau de vie, right. the cognac. Perfect. Okay, uh, well, that makes sense. So,
0: I mean, I had not seen Japanese finish that. That's I'm very curious about that. That's it's a very cool um, product. And again, because it is so intimidating. And so, let's lead into the age statements a little bit because, you know, I think probably most of uh, you know the general population. There's like the 10 percent of us, or maybe I'm guesstimating high, that are like really interested in and in like knowing what your stills look like. Where did you buy your stills? Are they Where, where are they made out of? Of course, we know they're copper for yeah. you, right? Because that's, exactly. that's legislated. Yeah. Um, but so you've got um, the breakdown of age statements, right? We have VS, VSOP, XO. I think so. And so I
1: mean, there is kind of like only three um, designation. Uh, but you don't have to put those. So you see actually brands not putting any VS or VSOP. So it really is a choice of the mm-hmm. producer to label it, yes or no. Right. I think.
0: Do you We'd, see any benefit to that? I mean,
1: I, I think it's customer knows more or less that, you know, VSOP or XO is older than VS. So right. kind of like guide the customer. Right. But it's not an obligation.
0: Because that XO, I mean, you've got a pretty wide range. That's just, I mean, it's like a, a, an endpoint and up, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, especially
1: you, because last year, uh, I mean, if we start with the three different designations of cognac, we have VS meaning very special, age at least for two years. Uh, in Bayors, V S O P very super old Pell, uh, have to be minimum of four years and IXO since April twenty nineteen, so last year. Right, yeah, it's just yep. that's new. so that just changed is minimum ten years. It used to be six. Mm-hmm. So that's um, the but it could
0: be fifteen and it still could be fifteen,
1: exactly. You just like, kind of like the youngest we have to be right. ten. But you can use older, older uh, v. Mm-hmm. and I mean all cognac, right. and also single cask are blends of uh, different casks together. So the youngest have to be ten, but you can of course yours mm-hmm. twenty, you know, thirty years if you want, right. and still call it Ixo. So depending on what you have in stock and able to produce, and you know, so that's very uh, different.
0: Yeah, I was as I was digging into this in preparation for seeing you today. I got, and maybe this is something that will. It it, it might be too much to get into here, but I was reading about like the Comte system, (laughs) and and it was it was very confusing even for me um, because of the dates of like clicking over. Is there any way you you can make that digestible? Okay. (laughs) okay.
1: (laughs) Um, So about distillation. Um, So when we so harvest is once a year. Usually, it's between September or October. Okay. Um, and by low, and over low for cognac, we have to distill this harvest by the end of March 31st. Uh, this low uh, is regulated because we don't add any sulfate in the wine, mm-hmm. so it doesn't preserve the wine, so it's, we ha- it's why we have to distill by the end of March 31st. Uh, the way we count the year, um, so if basically the the de is distilled between, so if we count at this year, so 2019 between the harvests, between October to December, that's called the year double zero. Okay. <laughs> so double zero. As for January to March, is called the year zero. Okay. So for depending on which order V, but we mark each peores, uh, mm-hmm. so we know if they are being decided, you know, in November or in uh, in January, even is the same harvest they have. Vacants, one is double zero and one is zero. So
0: let, let me see if I can get, if I've got this so far, as we stand mm-hmm. so far. Sorry. So you've harvested in the fall. If you've distilled almost immediately before the year is up, it's double zero. Yes. If you've waited until the following year, but prior to your March 31st deadline because of the lack of sulfides, then you're just year zero. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm with yeah, you so
1: far. And after we count in year, <laughs> you know, zero, one, two, minimum. Okay. That makes sense. So it's just depending of the, <laughs> the year. whatever
0: blog post I read, I need you to be writing it yeah. because
1: <laughs> I know it's very. I mean, it's that makes really so
0: much more sense. And so and so that system is implemented just to keep track of the age of the stocks, or and, and what is the purpose of this? <laughs> and, and
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you know the age of your, right, of, exactly, your of, of your stock to certificates, or I mean, I mean every pr- the 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 cognac region know exactly how much each producer are going to um, produce this year with mm. the yield, so everything is controlled, so they know your stock, so it's very high to hide some barrels. Wow, <laughs> well, yeah, right, yeah. yeah.
0: The quote, forgotten barrel, yeah. I love that marketing uh, yeah. term, right?
1: <laughs> I love <this>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love but, a forgotten barrel, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's hard to keep uh, some for yourself, but yes.
0: So the, you, we talked a little bit about also the, um, we well, we touched on like Grand Champagne and Borderie. I'm, I'm trying to say yeah. it properly yeah. in yeah, French.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you say it right. I'm trying B- so hard. Borderie. I want to, you don't I put I want to <laughs> speak
0: French. Don't, I just don't,
1: can't. Don't put any S, Borderie. It's <laughs> okay, like Borderie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um But we talked about some of those regions, but um, you alluded to it, but we didn't get deeper into it, but about like kind of the different soil types and the terroir from all of those different, because um, they can vary pretty widely on a relatively small area.
1: Yeah, even if it's from the same terroir, it can also change too depending on the orientation of the sun, the hill. Right. So, um, I mean, there is six sub-region, as I say, six cru. Cognac Park, we use four mm-hmm. for our line of cognac. Um, so, Which French, two
0: do you not use?
1: Um, Bonbois and bois Ordinaire. Okay. I mean, these two areas are more sandy, Right. Yeah. Uh, I
0: can't say that. Bois, Odenaire, they, yeah, that, that, Bois, uh, yeah, that hits like coastal, yeah, cool, right? Yeah,
1: coastal, and also the two islands of Ile Dore and Ile Oh, okay.
0: Even the islands are included. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that is like very sandy. So the, I mean, the O.D.V.H. very fast. Uh, and not all this region actually cover with grapes. Uh, you are allowed to grow grapes, but it's actually not completely like over right. vineyards. Uh, it's like agriculture. Uh, or so there. Just it's because
0: it's permitted doesn't mean it's encouraged. I, I,
1: I, I know, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it's like this two part are very few uh, producer who have in but it's minor compared to Grand and Petit Champagne mm-hmm. or uh, Bordeaux, where mainly exclusively uh, covered with grapes, uh, and two produce Cognac.
0: So the soil types, how much do they vary from from? the sub-region to sub-region, or crew, from yeah. to, from crew to crew.
1: I mean, they varies from sand uh, to clay, flint, uh, chalk, and limestone. Chalky? Yeah, very chalky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the, and so I mean, all of that gets, I mean, as that blends in, so that, again, and I've, I've preached this gospel a lot of times, because I'm a big rum geek, if Damien hasn't told you. And we talked about that last time, because you brought some uh, rum. Uh, but the... Um, the blender don't they don't get love in the, the liquor world. Everybody wants to talk about distillation. They want to see the stills. They want to see like all of the sexiness of like the mechanical operation of it and the older the stills the better. But where the blending comes in is often kind of the overlooked rock star of the whole business. You know, because I mean you've got different harvests every year. I mean Correct. there's variances, right? I mean I know it's you so hard. you have to have a product that tastes the same year to year to year to year. You um, you, it, tr-
1: you try, but it's never exactly the same. I right. mean, it's you are talking about a wine-based spirits. So, as you said, every harvest is different. So, the role of the master blender, it's I think, for me, is one of the hardest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you use, I mean, I know the owner of Cognac Park, I mean, Geroen Ilion, It's only done by nose. So, you have really to train uh, your nose and really smell a lot of Eau de V, and they, they do that every day. I mean, unless I'm not traveling, but it's why... A lot of like master blender don't travel too much, you know, uh, out of the, the, of France of cognac mm-hmm. because they have to stay to see how you know cognac involved for each barrels and what's you know each is going to to be our next VS or next VSOP or next XO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really hard to reproduce exactly the same. So they try to do their best, but it's nearly even. The,
0: the yeah, same. and that's I mean, uh, so that's just even like one. That's the step on the ordinary line or the, whatever your standard line that you've got. But when you start releasing new products, um, that is where I'm really fascinated. So when I visited uh, Martinique, maybe, God, like you said, time's flying five years ago, I guess Mm now. um, We got a chance to talk with the uh, Cellar Master and blenders uh, at Rum Clement. And it was really interesting because they were working on a blend that was cocoa forward. You know, and so they were just like... Tasting casks and like no, that won't work. No, that won't work. That has what we have. This what we, you know. This is what we want. And to try to create this kind of island-specific blend, and I thought that was really fascinating. And also just blew my mind of how much work that takes—just tasting, 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 yeah. tasting, tasting, taking notes. You know, and to create a new product. So when when Cognac Park is creating a new product, like you know, we said we've got this one that's finished in, in Japanese wood. When you're creating a new product, does it start as an idea, or does it? kind of come about through the organic process of just tasting and say, hey, guys, <laughs> I've got an idea. We, you know, <laughs> it, it, is it the, the genesis of the idea
1: come first? I mean, it's, I want to say, yes, idea opportunities. Uh, I mean, the last project, the Muznara uh, finish, uh, bordery was, we got the chance to have access to new Japanese oak peors. And the owner, I remember, uh, wrote me an email. He was like, hey, Anaïs. I can have some Japanese oak bears from Japan. What do you think? And I was like, just call him directly. I was like, uh, yes, it's a great idea. I'm like, if you can get some, get some. Yeah, that's, it's <laughs> and super cool. so he just thought about, you know, like this project was just the chance to actually have access to some bears. At the beginning, we only had two. Uh, and really try uh, to create something with these bayors, uh and really play with the oak. So at the beginning, the I mean, the idea was in his head, you know, get the wood. And see what we could do with our cognac and try to create something with it. Uh, so it was just like a small production, the first one, the first batch, uh, and to see really how long we had to keep the cognac in the Japanese barrels to not have a powering to be too hockey. And so that was kind of like a a, tr- a small production test right? Uh,
0: so this is just kind of these projects are just starting up yeah. after, so, you know, 150 years. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so it's, I mean,
1: I, I and also but that. But the, the spirits worlds changing, you know. Yes, and I think it's also great to see that, especially in the cognac industry, because it's very traditional in some way. Right. But we are regulated to use, you know, specific grapes, steel, oak. So try to do some finish something, I would say, mm-hmm. outside the I mean, outside the box. As so, you said.
0: yeah. So do you feel that the um, the re- the regulations and restrictions that you have from the Appalachian are restrictive, um, and and as far as like attempting to, to innovate or, or create new products, do you think like it's a, it, it's good to kind of hold that in to um, into place for production or? Is it better, you know, maybe to revisit that? I mean, I know that these things always get revisited, right? Mm-hmm. As the world is changing very quickly. But right now there's a a, a big battle going on in Barbados over a, a proposed GI and, um, you know, Jamaica as well. And so, you know, that's where the questions keep coming up, you know, is, you know, it's too restrictive. You can't innovate. But, you know, I'm always of the belief that, like, it's. It's cooler to innovate when you have a set of rules
1: and then yeah, you, like, exactly. I, I think is the thing is a key of if cognac too is like you can innovate it, but you keep the rules so we don't go over right. <laughs> you know and yeah. see things more extreme. Uh, so I'm I won't a tell big your French counterpart part <laughs> that <laughs> I might not be able to come back to cognac so if I say too much.
0: <laughs> but no, I, I mean I think that's it is interesting because yeah, when you know what the rules are, then you know kind of where you can bend and where you can't, and I think that it does it forces you. And degree, just like um, you know, we see on cooking shows a lot things like that. When you give a, a chef five ingredients, like make something good with this, rather than here's the open pantry, make a delicious yeah. meal. You know, yeah. Joël Robuchon can make uh, an amazing meal with all the ingredients he has. No shit, like he yeah, has yeah. everything he it, wants. It, it, you it's true.
1: I mean, uh, also for me, same thing with cocktail. I like very simple cocktail with few ingredients mm-hmm. rather to have a tone. Right. Too, so. And that's
0: we talk about that a lot on the show now because you know it. Th- we have a whole generation of bartenders now that have never really come up and making the classics and, and kind of perfecting that and you jump in into a bar program and it's already moving forward and they're like Okay, well now you have to we have this banana infused cognac and we have to take that and we mix it with this like anise infused vodka and all, we've got these bitter tinctures and all these and it it's crazy and by the time you really do the math, there's fifteen ingredients in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you can disseminate that. You yeah. know? I would rather taste the base spirit. Like again, it's no secret on the show, my favorite uh, drink is a tea punch because I want to taste the spirit. I want to taste what yeah. y- what, what the intent was, right? So <laughs> Um, as far uh, as innovating in a, in a way that I think that you are um, quite a lot, and I also just talked to, uh, with Claudia Bailoni, um from Austria um, about her Schnapps. But um, you're a pretty young woman, and I see these companies that are um, now starting to move. I mean, you've been with the company for a long time, but mm-hmm. moving to hiring um, some of the younger generations because like you said earlier, it's time to kind of bring yourself into the 21st century, like cocktails and the cocktail scene is growing at an incredible rate. This uh, craft cocktail renaissance is not going away. Um, It's growing with every day. And so um, you know, when people have this thirst for new products, or maybe not new products, but products they had not had access to or exposure to. And so you guys have kind of doubled down that a lot. I've looked on your website uh, several times, You've got cocktail recommendations, flavor wheels, which I think are fantastic. Like just as a side note, your guys' website's amazing. Thank I you. wish <laughs> all of them were like that. <laughs> we try. <laughs> because it's important when yep. we're thinking about a product and that we maybe haven't even purchased, you know, because it's not always inexpensive. If you're going to spend 40 $50 on wholesale, a bottle of cognac you want to make sure that it's gonna work for what you're buying yeah. it for you exactly. know and so I really really and also I'm just a geek I love flavor wheels and and it they're fun they're re- very very well done but again going back to that cocktail recommendation so um, I you are kind of the ambassador here not ambassador You're a sales manager but I mean you're also an ambassador to the brand it's teaching the uh, us yes. what to do with your product like you bring it in you know and it's historically been kind of the old man sitting around with a cigar. Yes it know? is.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's hard to change some people's mind. Um but you know, there is I mean you can for cognac, you know, as you say, a lot of classic cocktail were made with cognac. So people it's kind of like trying to remind them, hey. Sazerac, you know, it was actually made with cognac at the beginning. Right? <laughs> Have you tried? No, you only try rye. Maybe we can do half and half or, you mm-hmm. know, just do cognac, Sazerac, for example, or a sidecar or, you know, French 25 um, I mean, the, the, uh, the funny um, story about Cocktail in cognac is actually, (laughs) we never had cocktail in cognac. So when I grew up. (laughs) This is literally the second time. So
0: just a few weeks ago, we talked, like I said, with Claudia Barloni and and the walk out. And she said the same thing. There's just nobody drink cocktails. Yeah. So I
1: mean, it's, uh, you see really, I mean, in the US, you have the the pioneer of of, of cocktail. But in France, who are, I mean, I was saying, more now, okay, but like before, I mean, We'd, no one was actually drinking cocktail, uh, especially in like smaller town like Cognac. Cognac mm-hmm. is like twenty thousand people, uh, and that was, sup- I mean, that was a big town for me when I grew up. And every single bar was just only doing cognac and tonic or cognac and ginger ale. That was our cocktail kind of like your highball, you sure. know? <laughs> yeah, And it was not like you can order over drinks. That was still the, a very
0: popular drink in uh, it, it, Southeast Asia, except it, it, it's not quite cognac. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, so that was, I mean, our cocktail. But we, um, I think it's because I want to say 30 years ago, like 25 years ago, like the BNIC, the coin appellation really start to. Um, Uh, Change people's mind about cognac and mixing. So they were kind of like promoting with a pre-mix, you know, cognac and and soda. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like start to move, especially the VS, Mm -hmm. uh, also younger population to use uh, cognac uh, to blend or to to mix. Were you a
0: cocktail person yourself, or is that something that you got into later? Because you were born and bred in the area with with a bunch of cigar-smoking old men.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I grew up about mixing cognac and and tonic water, but really uh, going deep. In Cocktail was actually when I went to the US for the first really? time. Really? Yeah. So and just in the last was, eight
0: years, which, I mean, is really uh, coincides with the whole yeah, kind of was, renaissance. In 2012, yeah. that was pretty early on. Yeah, it
1: was like 2000. <clears throat> yeah, my first trip was 2011 yeah, or 12. But that was, for me, like, brewing my mind. And I'm
0: yeah. like, wow. I'm, I just had a Facebook reminder. Um, I think I put it up on our Instagram feed that, you know, like, 11 years ago, you were here. And 11 years ago, I was. Uh, in Las Vegas at Carnivino drinking an old Raj uh, Martini, I believe, and I was like, I, it just kind of blew my mind thinking about like, I was 11 years ago drinking <laughs> like such an amazing product, but at that time in Indiana, you would never have found that. and it would, You would have been hard pressed anywhere in the US. I don't think that it was a product that was available in most states. And so I was like wow that w- that was super early on so you're talking about 11 12 yeah yeah that that whole cocktail scene I mean it's still growing at a, at an incredible rate and there's still a lot of work to do that's yep. why we're looking to you now because yep. you know we everybody got tired of their absolute you know and all their vodka their million vodka brands and so now it's time to see like what uh, the really like dedicated producers are are putting out and again Cognac Park has got some amazing stuff, and I would like to talk a little bit about some of these bottles that we have on the table. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. they really, they come in incredibly affordable um, for consumers that are going to buy at a liquor store or for anybody buying wholesale to try out in cocktails. We we use them in tiki drinks. I mean, you know, like, Mm -hmm. again, I think there's this kind of, you know, we put everything on a pedestal, like, oh, it's cognac, you have to drink it, you know, in a snifter, and you have to have the, you know... You know, how about a guitar or guitar? Jesus, the um, the cigars to go along with it. Guitar uh, guitar's nice too, though. You know, little, little cigar, <laughs> guitars, cognac. <Great> works. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Sitting around a fire, uh, but you know, it's kind of trying to break down those barriers of the the stuffiness. Yeah. You know, the the steakhouse cognac. And so let's talk about some of the um, kind of, I guess, going across the board and, uh, with, well, we have with your standard line. Which Where do you, um, what your VS is kind of your your standard entry point for yes, most it bars.
1: Is. Yeah, it's like, uh, so, I mean, let's start with this one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the first expression is our uh, carte blanche VS. Um, so as I say, by low VS have to be aged at least two years. Um, so our VS start actually with a minimum of... Um, Three years, um, using two uh, terroirs. You remember, I say six of mm-hmm, them. Right. Uh, so for Cognac Park, we use uh, Petit Champagne and fambois Okay. Uh, so I mean, every you know is why every VS Cognac is different because there is you know different master blender, but also we use different cru, different type of toasting. We didn't talk about that, but the barrels. I oh, didn't. That's right. Well. Uh, but there is different key elements that at the end makes why part VS is different from an over VS uh, cognac.
0: And I'll put um, a map up on our Instagram feed if anybody wants to refer to the yes. regions um, that we're talking about here. Um, so
1: let's, let's, let's have a taste. <laughs> yes,
0: let's have a taste. Um, I mean, it's you know 9.30 in the morning. Why shouldn't we? <laughs>
1: yes. it's What is it? It's, what time is it in France?
0: Oh, right. Um. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a 3 <laughs> so, 3.30. We're, yeah, so we're, we're, we're well past time. We could. So how often do you travel? Um, to France for work or home? Um, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah.
1: So I travel like kind of like twice, twice a year. Twice a year. Yeah, during like winter time and in uh, summertime.
0: Oh, wonderful! So, so. I've I've yet to go to Cognac. I, it's on my list. Well, actually, I I just need to get back to Paris as well. There's so many bars that I need to visit that I didn't have a chance the last time I was through. So, oh, that's beautiful.
1: I guess now we have actually a pretty good cocktail bar in Cognac. Yeah, really. For <laughs> well, the past two years, though. Kind of you have like, a, a
0: good that, That's cool have, have, they, Yeah there is there But is that's like gotta s- be uh, Intimidating To to open a bar In Cognac With all of the producers Around you Like hey Hey So like They yeah, have they, to have Everyone's yeah, products so Yeah
1: exactly So <laughs> they all played a game Which is nice You know they, they use every Everybody's brand Which is You know Very nice But there is I mean All the cocktail uh, Basically based on Base with cognac, uh, but innovative. So we do some some cool stuff. I will send you some. Yeah, (laughs) no, (laughs) some names.
0: That's really cool. And and so, as we're sipping on the VS, I wanted to talk about. We're talking about some of the blends and whether or not you have to put the age statements. Um, It's a choice, and you know exactly kind of just giving you the range. But one of the things that I remember the first time I tried it um, that I liked quite well is you you have like a cigar blend. Like it's it's you know again. Talk, going back to the stuffy old men with cigars, but you've got a blend that's like it really pairs well with a yeah, damn yes, cigar. Yeah, yes, it
1: is. I mean, we have. I mean, I would think Park kind of like what it makes a difference. One of the key elements too is we have such a wide range of products, mm-hmm. so everybody kind of like can find what they like. Um, so it's. So how, how many
0: cognacs are now in the in the cognac park, park? portfolio?
1: I mean, we I mean, we we do single barrels too. Like oh wow for like you know. Private um, from, from uh, special accounts. So, sure. I mean, we go more of above 10 different skews in the whole line of Cognac Park. So, yeah, so, the VS not, is beautiful. And this yeah. is,
0: it, it's something that we've used in our bars over the years. And, and it's.
1: I love our VS. I mean, it's, it's also,
0: insanely affordable. Like, I mean, it yeah. doesn't seem like it should have that quality for that.
1: And it's also a VS, is what I say to most people that, I mean, if you never had Cognac before, it's a great Cognac to start with. Uh, I think
0: even the website might even say that. You know,
1: um, it's very I mean, light it's, and
0: floral. It's um, almost got like you but know. But it has
1: some length too, and it's something that you can also drink on its own. Right. You know, like people think thinking about oh, VS yes, is too youngs. You know, I have to mix with right. let too like harsh, something 20.
0: like that. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's too really harsh delicate, and it's
1: very delicate. Uh, I mean, it's due to so everything across. I mean, cognac park. The Eau de v, I mean, the cognac we use are above the minimum age. Uh, uh, require so we're you know three to six years on the, um, on the VS uh, with petite uh, sh- petite champagne and fin bois. so you get floral notes length coming from the petite champagne and. Fruity, round uh, style of eau de vie from the from the Bois. Uh, so that's really it's what makes. It's interesting how
0: how different. The, yeah, they're the, like the very very different. Really about. Bring, so combine yeah. them
1: together, you have quite a complex VS. Yeah,
0: it's I mean it's got that kind of soft fruit, little peach, but I also like that cinnamon that I love with a lot of the products that that Cognac Park has. I'm very sensitive to like a cinnamon note. <laughs> yep. And so it's one of my favorite things. Even in cocktails, I'm always got cinnamon syrup.
1: Yeah, you get cinnamon for me is like a apple sauce uh, pear yeah. on the on the definitely VS. pear, yeah. Um, but like for Cognac Park, so uh, the whole line we use uh,
0: lychee.
1: U- lychee, you get too?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just again relatively fresh back from Southeast Asia, so like I'm still recalibrating, my, you know, it, to my tasting notes to things that people have had. <laughs> you know, lychee is not a fruit that everybody's had, but. God, we ate so much of it in, in Thailand, so, I know lychee. I do, too, yeah. I'm like, Especially, like, fresh, and it's like, oh, my God. Everything. Get, that was really spoiled with the fresh fruit in Southeast Asia, man. Nice. It was, you go to the market, and Rambutan, and longan and lychee, and durian. Ooh. Yeah.
1: I, I've been there, so <laughs> I yeah. remember about durian. <laughs>
0: we went to Chanthaburi in Thailand, which is, like, they produce 90% of the country's uh, durian. and. It's like a thing. You just go from roadside stand to roadside stand to roadside. And you buy the best from everybody. And it, it's highly competitive. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like being at a freaking wine auction. Everybody's vying for your like you attention. Doing? Come over here. We have the best fruit. And yeah, it's so good. But, you know, we don't always have that opportunity. I mean, in the States, we don't have that opportunity at all. It's always frozen by the time it gets here. Yeah, it doesn't have any flavor. It loses
1: everything. And a smell. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah.
0: You know, I'm not bothered so much by the smell as I think some people are. Yeah. I mean, I definitely know when it's in the room, but I don't find it (laughs) off-putting. I mean, if you can deal with, like, sulfurous, I guess it's okay. Because that's what I always get. It's just like kind of that you know natural gas, sulfurous smell. I don't get the... Funky cheese and all that that everybody else gets. Maybe a little bit. Little bit a little ammonia. <laughs> yeah. A bit. A bit. Super. Well, let's. Um, I'm really dying to try the mm-hmm. um, your your misonara that we've alluded to now several times. Yes. Because now now that all 15 people that listen to this show know about it, you're going to sell like 15 <laughs> more bottles.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not, it's not a, like a. A limited edition. Uh, so now we have acquired mobile so we're about to actually produce uh, more. Oh really? Uh, yes.
0: So do you think this is going to become part of the core line?
1: Yeah it is. So actually it's official is actually part oh, of the core wow. line. So it won't be like allocated That's to, to some markets and we actually have explored more marks in with the Mizunara. Mm-hmm. So in the US we um, in hmm. overmarket excuse me, I'm pouring. Um, <laughs>
0: You're good it's it's when I traced um kind of different finishes like this, especially when it c- comes to um countries that I'm less familiar with. it's just I don't have a, a frame of reference. I don't have a benchmark. So what it brings to the table is always hard for me to pin down like what what is that bringing to the table and surely you've tasted this at many times through its like younger years as it was aging. you know what is the 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 Japanese oak bringing to the game here that was not there previously? I mean no. <laughs> We're like no. I don't know. Hold on a second. Let's taste. <laughs>
1: let's, <laughs> let's refresh my mind. It's 9:30 in the morning.
0: <laughs> All of your sales calls for the rest of the day are going to go right out the yep. window. Ooh, wow. That's delicious. That's got um
1: I mean it's it's new. Right. Uh, I was like going to say that order. is so right. so if it's I mean it's very peppery,
0: wha- very yeah. yeah. Peppery,
1: but you got also like passion fruit note, but sandalwood. Yes, uh, there we that go. That's like, it's the
0: sandalwood. That's right. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's only six so it months. Is, it, so it is new oak. Yes, yeah, new light charge. So actually, which is, I like to uh, mention that because sometimes people get confused because Miss Nara, a lot of spirits actually buy baors already used by past uh, distillery. By, right. By, by and distillery. that's what I
0: thought it was initially. Yeah.
1: And uh, for us, uh, the bear are actually coming brand new to cognac and use light charge. Uh, cask, um, talking about size of these barrels. Cognac are huge barrels already. Mm-hmm. We are talking about you know eight hundred liters, 400 liters. Misnera casks are five hundred liters. So very really? enormous cask wow. uh, to expose. Like it's we have now about ten barrels in our cellar, um, but they they take some room.
0: <laughs> wow, I'm getting on the finish. I'm getting a uh, like maybe it's just again it's hard to tell what's psychosomatic and just my imagination of 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 when i conjuring the notes of japan but i i getting a little bit of a cherry note uh, on the finish i don't know if it's necessarily it's definitely Got that floral notes that we talked about a yep. little bit before. So you, you
1: get the floral notes, I mean it's very typical to Borderie. Uh to mm-hmm. this light delicate note. Um of like violet, iris, flowers. Um and
0: like I said, you're, you're, the bordery was my, yeah. my so, kind, of mean, kind of
1: entree into cognac park the, and it's yeah. It's like really our signature bordery. I mean yeah. I mean I talk about the you know the family owned way an estate in Borderie since 1880. Uh, they are still based in Borderie, so Bauderie is kind of like our, you know, signature. And uh,
0: this is a really small area. I mean, like we're talking. I mean, it's not that large when you talk about the entire like Appalachian, But when we drill down into just Borderie, I mean, how big is that? How many hectares I mean, is it? I think that?
1: it's about three thousand wow. hectare, uh, and there is about roughly <clears throat> thirty cores, web growers in in Bauderie. Compared to the whole region, is about, four, I think, 4,200 total. So really, I mean, tiny. Um, and to be able to do your own, I mean, it's coming from our own vineyard, uh, from this small uh, area of cognac is what makes it unique. Plus, now, this last expression, we do a finish in Japanese. Uh, with No one have done that before uh, in the cognac world, but I think it over spirit category.
0: Sure, yeah. Seven. No, I think it's, it's an interesting... Um, I think collaboration. I guess it's yeah. not quite a collaboration. You just I mean, it's away a, from Japan, was, oh, and because this, this
1: wood is hard. I mean, to play with, and I mean, yeah. So, what is the wood what? like?
0: I mean, what is Japanese oak like versus like uh, French oak or American oak? I mean, is it? Uh, the difference Very in grain? Coarse. yeah, the is grain re- is
1: it's hard to you know there is a lot of leaky, uh, leaking, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, so really hard. I mean to cut there is like knock, mm. so it's a, hard to grow. It's never straight, so it's first it's hard to work with uh, and to build a bales and is why. So and also the I mean the year talking about the year of, of how much I mean the tree needs to grow uh, right. to cut it. Uh, we talk about two hundred years old for Mizunara. As wow. for cognac, is I mean, French is 100 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think American oak is 50, yeah, 60 right. years. Mm-hmm. Um, so 200 years old <laughs> wow. uh, just to cut, you know, the trees and make it the way. Or just make it even, I mean, more This is exclusive. really
0: opening up in like just huge. I mean, yeah. I mean, really big. The mouthfeel is just kind of exploding now with um, I mean, the expected vanilla from the, the oak. But there's like a... a like fruit jam kind of thing just, Ay- uh, just coming out hard and big on the, uh, the mid-palate now. I, I really like this a lot. Again, starting with a the, the, uh, product that I loved in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, you, it's, you know. know it's it's
1: <laughs> different from the, the rest of the line. But I think people who like bordery or also bring some whiskey drinker intrigued drink to maybe move toward cognac, uh, the Musonara, it could pick uh, just to try.
0: So, it, uh, looking across here, and I'm seeing a lot of kind of experimental bottles, or n- what—not necessarily experimental, but things that I hadn't seen from Cognac Park in the last decade um, or so. And so, as are, do you, are you leading the charge, or I mean, do you perceive yourselves as being the more experimental house that's, you know, trying some things that nobody else has? I haven't yeah. seen a Muzunara.
1: Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, no, we're kind of like, you know, the in I mean. Brands to have casks. and that's not the first one we're going to launch. So there is sure. some upcoming soon. So there's a concerted <laughs> effort to
0: kind of like play around yes. within the, in the lines. I mean, and-
1: the beginning part always kind of like was innovative of bringing mm-hmm. new things uh, in the cognac world. You know, we were kind of like the pioneer to do you know single region cognac terroir. We have our border single vineyard. We have the Fambois, We have a Grand Champagne. It's uh, so kind of like. Highlighting only one terroir at the time uh, was kind of like our, our direction mm-hmm. uh, to be uh, yes. more terroir-focused ass. Yeah. Or, you know, always we were uh, going in this direction. Um, always do light toast on the French oak. Uh, that's kind of like also um, our marks. Um, but after, you know, went outside of that to going with single barrels mm-hmm. uh, was kind of like our lead. We start, I think, roughly about two thousand. It was almost six years ago, 2015. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two f- uh, two solar first single bayors in the US. So, I mean, that was also new because everybody was, pe- you know, always thought that cognac have to be blend. Right. But we had this first request. It was actually uh, from the Brandy Library. I don't know if you've been in New York. It's one of my favorite places uh, to go. The Brandy I have not library. been to the Brandy Library, yeah. no. I mean, it's, it sounds a brand- dangerous. it's a Brandy of library. <laughs> but... Great selection of product, but the owner, um, who, uh, no, our owner Jerome, uh, asked if we could actually buy a bear from us, and that kind of like blew our mind. We're like, you sure? You know, we, I mean, <laughs> right. all our bears are going to go for blend, and we're like, sure. So you know, he, he picked uh, a buttery single Bayors, uh, as That was like the first introduction to the market to like you know, <laughs> only a single cask, um, not blend, a cognac.
0: So again, it's one of my favorite. Um, well, Cognac Park is one of my favorite producers. Period. Um, how accessible is this? Because I, don't, what's your production levels? Is this available everywhere in the United States? How, wh- how available is it um, in Asia or whatever? Because, you know, I, I always pump these brands up, and then I get a lot of emails saying, "Wait, we can't find this." You know, um, obviously, online retailing is, has opened up that a lot in the mm-hmm. last, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, Unfortunately, not where I live because we can't ship spirits. Yeah, that's yeah. I know,
1: that's tricky. It I sucks. mean, yeah, I, we it's... have to
0: hire mules. We all have mules <laughs> everywhere. I've got a couple guys in D.C. One in Europe, a few on the West Coast that, like, will get things sent to them. And then when they see me, they just bring them.
1: Bring them. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with, you know, in the US, each state has its own regulation sure, of right. distribution. So and that's kind of your job
0: now, right? Now you have to figure out all the 50 regulations. Yeah, yeah that, right. I mean, as
1: I, I learned them. So now I, I know quite of them. <laughs> uh, Where are yeah, you based out of? So I actually just uh, now based in New York. I was based in California for seven years. But I moved to New York about six months ago. Got
0: so. tired of all the great weather and just uh, like, let's get out of here.
1: Get, get some, like, fall you know, season <laughs> uh gets you know closer right. to friends. So <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: you're right. I guess halfway. it does. Yeah, you know, you know, it does. That that is a not an insignificant uh length of time to fly yeah. from from yeah, California to, to New York. To New
1: York, uh yes, yeah, so and our home is is New York, Brooklyn. Um so
0: And yeah. so uh, with all of the uh work that you're doing here in the US are you seeing these popping up on more menus for cocktails? Or are you seeing them really consume meat still?
1: Um, I mean,
0: we see. I mean, Brandy Library, I'm guessing, they're. <laughs> yeah. They're more yeah, neat, right. but
1: we do propose cocktail as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's the trains of cocktails, so you see one more place. But are, to your, uh, a,
0: are the production levels at a level where it, it can be pushed out to, yes, it, yes. is it available in all 50
1: states? So no, but we OK, working. So, <laughs> working on it. <laughs> working on it. Um, Soon by the end of the year, we might be able to be uh, distributed in every uh, every state. Wow. Um, That's great. So, yeah.
0: I mean, I know that that's always a big challenge because of the legislation, because of production. And you don't um, want to screw over one state that's got great sales to, you know, give it to another state that may or may not. I mean, I understand that the like kind of business end of that. And I'm always curious. And that's why I always like to mention online shipping, unless you're in Indiana. But, you know, it's available out there. I I know you can find it.
1: So, I mean, it's... Now available in about 20 states, and we will, by the end of the year, you know, touching about 40. Wow. Um, so. you got a lot
0: of work to do this year.
1: Yes. You're going to double good, the, the
0: accessibility in, in one year.
1: Yes. We got some, I mean, we got a, a new partnership uh, for Cognac Park. Okay. Uh, with now I can say, but our, uh, um, the brand. We're some very good friends of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Cognac Park we'll is. We'll wait for <laughs> a press release before we yeah. divulge
0: it. <laughs> Let's
1: say, but. Uh, I'm, not, I'm
0: not here for breaking news.
1: Okay, won't do any breaking <laughs> news. But, I mean, the brand will be uh, in the, mostly every state by, uh, by the end of the year. That's super. So, so and, I mean, after, it's you know, every state carry, maybe not the, all, the whole line. That's the thing, you know, every every distributor right. I choose right. what's in our range we make sense for its market so it's why sometimes you may have seen you know some product you don't have in your market sometimes it's because of the choice of the distributor that thinks you know Mm -hmm. I think that fits more to my market and we respect that too you know we're not
0: and we oftentimes tell people when they ask you know about things they've heard on the show like you know I can't get this in my market we always say you know ask your bottle shop owner like you you know the distributor sometimes will just bring it in right and some people
1: do that a lot just like shop you know bring some special Mm -hmm. um, well
0: and if there's demand I always tell people that, like, if you don't find something on a shelf that you are looking for, mention it, because the more often it gets mentioned, the more likely it is we're yes. going to keep it because that, if no true. one asks Thanks for it, you. you know, you're, you're going to end up with nothing. And then it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I
1: mean, he also helps we I mean, brands of our size, you know, right. small to actually grow if actually customers ask, yeah. requests for your products. They're uh, yeah, not
0: crevassier size. <laughs> no, no, we're not.
1: So I mean, it, it's but the
0: quality is is, is night and day. And yeah. that's where you know w- the, these kind of experiments that you're doing really do separate yeah. you from the pack, which is. I, mean, I couldn't wait. I know, I know. I seem always kind of a little overly excited at any given time, but like I was really excited to have you on the show today because we yet to do a cognac show because I hadn't had anybody in that I knew personally that could explain it in the way that you've done. I'm just hap- happy that I now um, understand the comp system. So <laughs> I
1: mean, we can talk about cognac. I mean, all day, even all week. Uh,
0: you know. Well, how many? Yeah, well, now that you're in how New nice York, <laughs> now that you're in New York, you're a very easy person to come visit. Yes, um, it is. So yeah, we'll definitely come visit you because I'm waiting for it to get warm. But I might, I might hit BCB in June. I, I'm not sure yet okay. because we have hukilau coming up, and so tiki events kind of take precedence this year. I'm running out of money. Right now, I've got all the um, all the FOMO, because all of my friends are at the Miami um, Rum Congress. And they all started flying in yesterday. And I'm uh, I'm just have uh, to <laughs> ignore social media for the next few days, because <laughs> it just kills me seeing all the fun, rare casks just, of just rum. Just stay
1: with me and drink some cognac. Uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I'm totally OK
0: with that. Um, so I mentioned the website. What is the website everybody can find these at? Because I really do encourage everybody out there to visit. The Cognac Park website to look at the tasting notes, um, look at the co- uh, cocktail suggestions, the flavor wheels, all that because that's where education comes from. That's where it starts is being able to put words to the flavor in your mouth. And like I, I know that we sometimes talk over people's heads when it comes to tasting notes, like oh I taste pear or white blossoms and things like that and. A lot of people outside the industry are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. Like, so that it's makes we no put sense.
1: What wheels really to? I mean, to help. Right, and so uh, when, when, you, when taste, you taste, and you
0: taste, like, okay, hold on, you have that yeah. aha moment the first time, like, oh wait, hold on, I got it. There's the cherry blossoms, and so then it, it it's fun to grow out,
1: but it I think in the everybody. beginning, I mean, those wheels help customer. We hold. They help also people who make cocktail too. Yeah. And also help chef if you're looking for to do a pairing as well. So it's why we got them. Uh, there you go. It's kind the of like Park a Cognac to... Flavor Bible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're
0: pretty useful. So what is that uh, website that everybody can find you?
1: So it's uh, cognac park, P A R K dot com. Okay. <laughs> easy enough <laughs> yes.
0: and if you scroll on to the products and all that it'll it'll give you the rundown of all the cool stuff that's happening yeah
1: even the new upcoming uh, products oh my arrived to the US in 2020 oh wow um, and, and yeah you we're might, just in
0: February here so yeah, there's so plenty you, of time yeah
1: you yeah you might see uh, some upcoming printing on a website and also some products maybe even not available on special order uh, only available in France too because yeah. we actually have a, a, a page dedicated to our uh, to our shop
0: does it um, specify whether these are going to be EU or European only releases, or does it just have all the products listed up there?
1: No, they are just all the products listed okay. up there. Uh, and basically, we are come from you know Lee, sure. but people can actually have them shipped from France to so you. Right, to exactly. The US.
0: Yeah, and that's so, that's the thing, right? If you, you get want, online. like you know,
1: like a vintage or specific, you know, single cask, um, that's possible.
0: And do you have any um, social media online presence or? Yes, is, you I
1: mean, pretty active. We try to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> on the, on Instagram. Okay. Uh, what is that? At the uh, park Cognac. Oh,
0: easy enough. Park yep. Okay. <laughs> so everybody can follow us, you know, as well. This I always have to throw that out there, you know, at shift drink podcast, but also um, even more importantly, rate us, you know, give the show a good rating so we can have more folks like Anise on the show and we can talk more about French spirits and French wine and, you know, maybe you guys can sponsor a trip for me to go to France. You know, send me <laughs> <I> money. <can>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna send a message. Right, like all the things that I love.
0: Right, like I mean, none of the, those are none of the companies that like sponsor trips. Uh, you we know, make sure to It's the a tiny in- little ones, so we have to just keep. You know, I need to start a GoFundMe or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's been fantastic having you on the show. I know you've got a lot of other appointments today, and I don't want to take up your whole time. Um, I'd have to ask though, because especially coming from Europe, you know, where you grew up in a uh, an environment where cognac was being consumed at, at a very young age. I can presume mm. you also were, you know, got to taste it at a pretty yeah, young age before twenty one. Since, you were, 21, since you were working it, right? <laughs> since you were out there doing the work, um, do you have any hangover cures that you might uh, share with us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, As we're sitting here with coffee and you know,
1: hangover uh, cure with cognac or with no cognac?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, cure with cognac. <laughs> that'll that'll take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah.
1: You do like a slash version of you uh, I mean, for me, Osters my favorite hangover oh, treat Hey, <laughs> we I got agree. some amazing oyster uh if you come visit cognac uh an hour you know west um, oh right yeah because yes. you're they right on like the coast of, yeah amazing oysters so that actually oysters is my cure that I used to is, always do like bloody mary uh, and oysters is like my favorite but
0: <laughs> no that'll work but, but I, that's my go-to <laughs> i feel like i just feel healthier when i eat oysters me
1: too i feel like clean it's yes. like especially where very uh day, you know like um Salty, you
0: yeah, know? just all that I think brine like washing and it's watching me. Well, and it's also like the purest form of food, you know. I mean, you're, I, I always I, I adopted the word from the book that I saw, I don't even know if it's real, but the miroir, the, right? Like, I mean, it tastes like where the oysters are from, yeah. it, it, it's, it's seawater held together by this small little muscle, and it's, I, I just. I don't know i can go on and on about oysters we need to do an oyster show
1: yep because it's
0: it's my favorite thing of my my death row meal of like yeah. if i was on my deathbed and i got a choice it would just be oysters and Riesling. Yeah, me
1: too it's like oh, <laughs> they, i mean when i go back home it's like i get like fruity oyster just for me but, like yeah. that's, my, that's my dish no one can steal any of them <laughs> i do and it I when them. no one's
0: around so that i can't <laughs> yes. yeah if anytime i'm in um the west coast in like seattle or something yeah. i will end up like i'll just order three dozen oysters and look Like a glutton, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's my go to. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on the show. Hopefully, um, everybody's gonna go out and hunt some of these down because, again, I know that you're a small brand and you know, um, they're not always available when you go and you see the standard issue like Carassi or Martello or whatever on the shelves, but this is where the real fun is happening and the real experimentation, um, where you can try some cool things like the Mizunara and, and also learn a little bit about, um, you know, the different regions within Cognac.
1: Yep, exactly. The oh. Grand
0: Champagne, Petit Champagne.
1: Bauderie. Bauderie.
0: Bon I didn't say that right, but uh, I, 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 I'll work on my French. Next time we do this, I'll, I'll try to speak a little bit more. It's so, perfect. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. And
1: hey, thank you for the yep. Cognac. Cheers. Thank you for having me, Ed. Have a nice day. Cheers.